0: Good Friday afternoon. Hello everyone and welcome into the fast lane. My name is Trey Lyle filling in for Ed on this Friday. We are almost to the weekend folks and uh yeah, it's going to be a great show we got lined up for you a little bit later on. We'll do the Fast Five at Five-ish. We'll try to at least. We'll do Votes of Confidence with special correspondent Brian Nolan, my pal at FrontStretch.com, who is officially on the ground in Las Vegas. Spoiler uh, Spoiler alert. We will be picking the Boise State game in honor of him this weekend, which actually is a big game if you're a uh, a fan of the men's bubble. We'll also pick UVA at Duke, Virginia Tech at Wake, UTEP at Liberty. Speaking of Virginia Tech hoops, let's go to the women's side. We'll talk a little men's hoops as well uh, with the man who was in Notre Dame last night for a tough loss for the Virginia Tech Lady Hokies. Mr. Youngblood DC, as I named him back in our college days, David Cunningham from TechSideline.com at the real D. Kinda, real D. A on Twitter. Driving back, David. Hope your drive is going well. Are you? You know what? I, I will ask this question because you're on the fast lane. Are you? Are you maintaining good speed? Are you in the fast lane today? Are you? Are you? Are you? Uh, you know, maybe are you? You know, slowing down, being patient. How is? How is how's the drive going?
1: Oh Trey, I'm definitely in the fast lane today. Uh, when you have a nine to ten hour drive ahead of you, you have to be in the fast lane. So, pretty fitting that uh, that we're on the phone right now together. And uh, appreciate you having me on.
0: Well, let's dive right into it. Uh, first, let's start with uh, pretty good news before the uh, the game against Notre Dame. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that next, and then obviously the big news of last night was clinching the ACC title. Outright regular season title for the Lady Hokies, but selection committee did release their second uh, top 16. I I believe it was their second. Hokies come in as the top number two seed at fifth with their 10 game winning streak. Um, Despite the loss last night, do you is the path still kind of clear for them to? I mean, they're guaranteed at this point basically to host an NCAA double A tournament game, but. It feels almost guaranteed they'll be a top-two seed, but is there still a clear path to be, a, be on that one line again?
1: Yeah, I think there is. I, I, don't, I wouldn't call it a clear path, but I think there is a path. I think it is win out. Virginia Tech has Virginia on Sunday in John Paul Jones Arena. Next week, number one seed in the AC tournament. Tech will play Friday, and then potentially Saturday in the semis and Sunday in the championship game. If Tech can go 4-0 over the next week, uh, Tech's going to be in a pretty good position, and I think a lot of it depends on what other teams around the country do, but just this week, number three, Texas loss. So the Hokies are going to continue to maybe have opportunities should other teams continue to rise and fall to get up to that one line. I think South Carolina and Ohio State are kind of the one and two that are a little set in stone right now. Stanford, uh, UCLA, uh, Texas, Texas. They're all teams that are kind of vying for that number one line. And I think the Oakies have a good chance. I, yes, obviously, Thursday night's game is a little bit of a setback, but you know I don't think they're completely out of it yet. That was a good Notre Dame team they lost to on the road. And crazy enough, it was only their fifth blemish on their entire resume, which which I think says a lot. So this is a team that still has some basketball to play, still has some opportunities to improve its resume, and I think – there's a chance that Tech could sneak into that one line if it runs the table from here on out and, and wins, the ACC, uh, uh, it wins the ACC tournament in Greensboro like it did last year because then it would have the ACC regular season title and the ACC tournament championship. And when you can do that against in the arguably the toughest conference in the country, that says a lot.
0: The national praise came, it was really big last night for the Lady Hokies, or yesterday I should say. ESPN did an updated top 25 players. Uh, Virginia Tech, two in the top 10, obviously with Liz Kitley, six. Georgia Amor, seventh. Um, it, it basically cements them as two All-Americans and the fact that, you know, despite the loss last night, this this duo is going to be very, very tough to beat in the postseason.
1: Absolutely, uh, I think Thursday was a was a weird outlier for Elizabeth Kitley. Fewest uh, shots, eleven she took in an, against an ACC opponent since last year's ACC title game against Louisville in Greensboro in March. That's a long time. I think that tells you how well Notre Dame defended her, and I would not be surprised if she bounces back with a really big week uh, against Virginia and in the ACC tournament. She's a very motivated person, as we've grown accustomed to, and as we've gotten to know her over the years. She's very determined, and, and I would not be surprised at all if she comes back and is very, very hungry to, to try to prove that you know she's better than that, because we all know she is. Um, she her, her numbers over the win streak were ridiculous, and her numbers all season were, and she should be the ACC player of the year for the third straight season. But And then you look at Georgia anymore. She had a little bit of an off night, not as much. She still had 20 points. But when they're on, they're the two of the best players in the country. There's a reason why you know, they're both in the top ten. And, and depending on how the pieces around, the, around them play out, the Hokies have a really good chance to, to do something special in March.
0: Yeah, they, I completely agree with that. I mean, we'll see where where the tournament shakes out. It's all about matchups. But there they're, they're, too, the reason they were the Final Four this year and the reason they've had all this success coming. Coming in, 10-game winning streak, Um, you know, y- you had a really good post-game wrap-up uh, about this game, the loss to Notre Dame. Uh, let's highlight, speaking in that top 25 players list, the fifth best player on that list was Hannah, is it H- Hilalgo? Is that how you pronounce the last name? Um... Uh, yeah, Hidalgo. Hidalgo, okay. She had 23, 12 rebounds and 6 assists as the point guard. I mean, she is going to be the ACC freshman of the year. I mean, that's I'm very confident in saying that. But, I mean, it's definitely between her and Liz for ACC player of the year. But she appeared to really make a statement last night for Notre Dame.
1: Yeah, she did. And, and you know, it's weird the way the ACC schedule shakes out. Virginia Tech had not seen Notre Dame... Since December of 2022, it was Tech's first ACC game or second ACC game last year, and the penultimate game this year. That's a big gap. The Okies had not seen Hannah Hidalgo in Notre Dame yet, And, and as a result, you don't really know what to expect in terms of her speed and quickness. She certainly showed how good she was on Thursday night, and, man, the ACC... Daisy's going to have a lot lot of difficulty uh, over the next couple of years in trying to stop her because she's that good. Um, I thought thought Hannah Hidalgo was terrific for Notre Dame, and um, I think she can really lift that Irish team to crazy heights if they can continue to find the pieces around her because, honestly, for much of the game, she outdueled Georgia Amor, which you don't say very often. That's high praise. That's how good Hannah Hidalgo was. I think she's got a really good opportunity to be the next big thing in the ACC. And if it wasn't for Elizabeth Kelly, she would be the runaway ACC player of the year. So I, she she really impressed me last night. Again, that was my first time having the opportunity to watch her play in person. And she is as good as she appears on television. And as a result, Notre Dame is, is heading into this NCAA tournament with a lot, a lot of momentum, a lot of speed, um, and if you're Virginia Tech, well, you might see them again next week in Greensboro. So now you know how to prepare for them a little bit. But that's something that Tech didn't necessarily uh, have a good feel for, I don't think, going in, and I think that hurt them a little bit.
0: Uh, one big thing I took away from uh, you know, this is David Cunningham uh, from TechSideline.com. He is the managing editor there. He he had a he does these post game wrap up videos at his Twitter account uh, at. Uh, the real decona aka, the real decon a on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. but you, you talked about the energy that Notre Dame played with last night. um I want to go a little bit deeper if this is a off night versus concern of this team, but is, is it just one of those cases which you very often see, you know in definitely in the men's game, but now you're seeing it more and more with the women's game as it gets deeper and deeper where, you know some nights are just the other team just you know is it's kind of the perfect swell you're on the road you're you're playing a really good team Notre Dame is a really good team but ultimately if if the other team just brings the energy that's that whoever team brings the most energy is going to win the basketball game
1: yeah I, I think that's sort of how it works when there are, are two pretty even teams obviously Virginia Tech. You know, Virginia Tech had been on a hot streak, 10-game win streak. And, and Trey, you were there. You witnessed the game on on, su- on Sunday against North Carolina. Um, Notre Dame came out with energy and toughness and physicality. And I, I think the craziest thing at all, in my opinion, was that I think Notre Dame did the Virginia Tech what Tech usually does to other teams, where you rebound the ball very, very well, and you play good enough defense to where the point where you know what they're going to run, and you stop it before they have a chance to run it. There were a couple times I've never seen Elizabeth Kitley's fadeaway since she really developed it get blocked. And Notre Dame did that last night. And that's how in tune Notre Dame was. And and sometimes those things happen. And I, I will say from a Virginia Tech perspective, I think it's better for the Hokies to have that kind of game now on February 29th versus... You know, next week at the AC tournament or, or obviously in the NCAA tournament when it's winter, go home. Um, and I think this is – you don't want to lose if you're Virginia Tech, but better to lose now and have an opportunity to learn from it and grow from it. And, um, again, I talked about what kind of competitor Elizabeth Kelly is. I think she and Georgia Amor will – you know, they've been around the game for so long. I think they will be so driven on Sunday when the Oakies go to Charlottesville to play in Virginia, so driven that, like, like their determination – They they will want to bounce back with a win. And um, they got a little upstaged on Thursday. That wasn't like them. And first time all year that a team has really completely taken them out of what they've been able to do like that. Because Duke, I think, and LSU, very, very physical teams. Notre Dame was physical, but Notre Dame didn't shove people around and overdo it a little bit to the point where you felt like the rest were getting – letting the game get out of control. Notre Dame played cool, calm, and collected and kind of just bodied Tech up Stonewalled Tech to the point where Tech couldn't do anything. And that says a lot about the way the game went last night. The Hokies have opportunities to bounce back, and I I believe they will. Um, This is a learning opportunity, though. How do you respond? Tech responded pretty well last time it lost at Duke. Ran off 10 straight games last year this time when it lost. Which was uh, in January at Duke, it ran off 15 straight wins. I don't know if I expect Okie to do that this year because if they did, they'd be in the national championship game. But they've got a really good opportunity on their hands now to learn from it. It's not often you you get a, like like they have not gotten a setback in February since 2022 first February loss since since February 27 2022. That says a lot about how good this team has been. But they ran, Tech ran into a buzzsaw in Notre Dame last night who. Had more energy, was locked in from the jump, according to Notre Dame head coach Neil Ivey. Notre Dame was better, and sometimes you run into a team that's better than you, and you just have to dip your cap a little bit.
0: Looking at this, you, are you? Do you see some concern? You, you know, we had a really good talk on Sunday about the LSU game last year, and you know a little bit about LSU this year. And I always said size was the issue, but you said no, physicality is really was the issue, and. Thinking about that, looking at that game back, I, I think you're, well, you are, you know, you're better at this than me. So I, I completely agree with you. But you t- two things you touched on a lot were the pressure that they brought, which was a concern against Duke, and the physicality they brought. Do you think last night was a mixture of an off night in the buzzsaw, or are there concerns for this team that come the next couple of weeks that could necessarily come back to bite them?
1: I think it's a little bit of both. I think Notre Dame played Virginia. I don't have to go back and watch, but I think Notre Dame played Virginia Tech differently than anybody else has all year in that the way it played the pick and roll was it basically clogged the lane. It it, it didn't necessarily go under every ball street. But in a way, it kind of let Amor take outside shots. That's not something you necessarily want all the time, but what Notre Dame did do was it, it it really collapsed when it when it needed to off the pick and roll. Notre Dame essentially took Elizabeth Gillie out of the game. You don't see that, and, and I think that kind of tells you about where the Irish, how the Irish came into the game in terms of their game plan. And I honestly think it might wake Tech a little bit up, uh, up a little bit because. In some ways, that's, a, that's a, a type of style that a team played them that Tech hadn't really seen all year. You know, Tech doesn't usually see teams that kind of clawed the lane. And, and just, like teams will try to, to double and, and swipe at the ball and stuff and play them straight up, but, but Notre Dame was physical. Notre Dame kind of imposed its will. And we've seen a little bit of the pressure. The on-ball stuff with Georgia Amore from Hannah Haldalgo was, was not new, but the way she went about it for a full 40 minutes was very smart and she didn't I don't believe she she drew a single she had a single foul which is even more impressive. Duke has has done that to Tech twice this year. But it's everything else. The way Tech the way Notre Dame took Kitley out of rhythm and the Hokies need Kitley to be on to function well and they did not have her. And that's credit to Notre Dame, but I think this one might reset Tech a little bit. Tech might look in and go, how do we adjust if teams play us like this, how do we respond? How do we how do we alter what we are doing if teams are going to defend us like this? I think it was a look that Tech honestly had not seen for a good chunk of the year, maybe at all. And and again, you know, if, I don't think that was the way Notre Dame played Tech last year. But it's been so long, December 2022, that I don't even remember it. So uh, I think it's a co- it was a combination of a lot of different things. The Hokies had chances. Let's not let's not get carried away there. Like. Like, let, let's let's make sure we, t- we mention that point. Because they cut it to four with three minutes to go. It was a five, six-point game with, you know, three minutes to go in the third quarter. It was a five, six-point game late in the fourth, And the Hokies had opportunities to kind of get into it. They missed shots. I, I think the play of the game was Maddie Westfeld. She drilled a three from the top of the key. Kind of just silenced everything. I think it was a five-point game. that got a chance to cut it to maybe two. All of a sudden, it's an eight-point game. Completely different change of momentum. That was kind of the backbreaker. So, again, the Hokies had chances. I, I think they just were not the better team due to a multitude of reasons.
0: Looking at the the bigger picture now as we're with David Cunningham uh, from TechSideline.com, uh, you broke you down Kenny Brooks' comments about clinching the Atlantic Coast Conference regular season championship outright, which happened um, – a sort of controversial game last night between NC State and Syracuse. Syracuse falls to NC State. Tech clinches the title. Even if, let's say, Syracuse won, uh, Tech wins on Sunday against Virginia, they would still have clinched it. But ultimately, first, what are your thoughts on the fact that, you know, this is something they didn't do last year? They will be the one seed. They will be the ACC regular season champions. This is the first time done in program history. Um, you know, this is something that maybe some fans don't, you know, I don't say take for granted, but maybe it's like, oh, but, you know, maybe not get recognized compared to winning the ACC tournament like they did last year, but what does this moment kind of mean for this program?
1: Trey, I think you're exactly right. I think some people take the uh, regular season too lightly in, in some ways. You obviously have to use it to prepare you for, for March, but it, if you can have a good record in the regular season, more often than not, you are a very successful team in the postseason. And Virginia Tech, obviously one more game left on Sunday, but this is Virginia Tech's most complete regular season to date in ACC history. That's saying something. It kind of, like, yes, Tech won an ACC title when it won the tournament last year, but all you have to do there and when I say that, I mean, obviously, easier said than done. Win three games in three days. Tech was the three seed. Tech did that, right? Tech obviously went into that hot, but Tech didn't have the opportunity to do anything with the regular season. Or, Well, I should I, I should take that back. Tech did, did not take advantage of it, and did not win the regular season. Tech, all Tech had to do um, – Tech Tech had an opportunity, I believe, at the very end of the season – uh, had had Notre Dame lost, Tech would have, uh, I believe, clinched a share. But it didn't. Notre Dame didn't. So Tech didn't. So, but but then you you're in South Bend, and you know it's funny. I actually broke Kenny Brooks the news last night. I was keeping up with the, the NC State Syracuse game, and I I said I asked him about it, and um, I wasn't really sure how he was going to respond. But after a night where the Ogies didn't play well, he was very upbeat. He said it was mo- a momentous. Uh, occasion for the virginia tech women's basketball programs i think it says a lot you're able in the toughest conference in the country to, ha- to have that m- much success that really tells the story of where a team is at that's really really impressive i was i yeah I, I think i agree with kenny brooks that you know it is huge for the program it is momentum and i thought it was interesting he made a he made a cool parallel you know when he got into the league notre dame won the ACC regular season title under Muffet McGraw from 2014 to 2019. Kenny Brooks obviously got in the league at Tech in 2016. Notre Dame was the staple. Very funny that, that Kenny Brooks and, and Virginia Tech find out that they're ACC regular season champions at Notre Dame. Obviously, you want to win the basketball game. But the Oakies won the ACC regular season title, and that's a, that's a building block for the program. You can use that going forward. Again, it's not just, yeah, we we played really well for three days in Greensboro. It's no, we played really, really well and dominated the competition for m- multiple months over the, the the course of of the year. That is big. It says a lot about where the program is right now.
0: David Cunningham, TechSideline.com. Uh, let's let's look for Sunday for this women's team, and then we'll I'll ask you about uh, the weight game for the men tomorrow. And if you want to see anything from them, as we're talking with David Cunningham, techsideline.com, uh, we, we talked about this earlier. Um, UVA put out a statement basically saying tickets are you know, $10 and uh, they're opening all the seating in JPJ. Uh, tech fans may have saw that as a really good opportunity. But this game is trending towards a sellout. And uh, what is that kind of impact on the game in, in the Commonwealth? before we get to the game itself and maybe what you want to see from Virginia Tech, but this really, truly could come down to be the biggest game in the history of the state in in women's college basketball come Sunday.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's very, very interesting. Obviously, Virginia has had some very successful teams in the past, but I mean, the, the, the fact that, I, I, I don't know what the ticket sales are, and I guess we'll see when, when we get there Sunday, but um, the fact that, you know, they're opening up all of the, the seats and jump on Jones arena it tells you how much women's basketball has grown in the Commonwealth. Like you said, Trey, I think it tells you, and it's not just because of one program, obviously um, Virginia is on the rise. Virginia tech is one of the best teams in the country and Virginia tech fans, I think are flocking. I think they saw that message and they're flocking to Charlottesville on Sunday. Would not be surprised if the pro tech crowd in Charlottesville, which, of course, I, I don't think would be very surprising considering that Tech often does that when, you know, when football plays in Scott Stadium. But I think it, it says a lot because Virginia Tech uh, – you know, John Paul Jones Arena sits more than Castle Coliseum. And Virginia Tech had not sold out a regular season game until this year. And if you're going to get that much of a crowd in John Paul Jones Arena, which is bigger – but like that, that's that is all that needs to be said about the game in, in the state of Virginia and where it is now. That's crazy impressive. And I, I think that goes, you know, credit to both coaches for, for building that. And I think UVA is going to be a really, really good team for many, many years to come. But it takes two to do that. It's not just a Virginia or a Virginia Tech thing. The fact that, like you said, Trey, this may be very well the, the biggest in terms of attendance. Ever in the Commonwealth? I saw Coach Mox's tweet that said, I think 15 years. That's ridiculous. That's crazy to even just think about.
0: Looking at this game, is there anything you want to see from Virginia Tech in particular? Obviously, Virginia, you know, has played really well basketball. They have, it's a younger team with freshman guards. They're coming off a a really nice win against Louisville uh, last week. Uh, But is there anything you want to see from Virginia Tech after Thursday? Or is it more of just Uh. like, Hey, get off! I I don't want to say necessarily get off the map, but bounce back, play efficient, and you know get the win, and then let's you know let's head to to Greensboro and perform well in the e c c tournament.
1: Yeah, I think a little bit of the latter. Um, Virginia is good. Let's not get like let's not get that twisted. Like UV, UVA is a, is a good team, not quite Tech level, but UVA will can give Tech a run for its money, especially in front of that home crowd in John Paul Jones arena, I would, I, I, what I'm looking to see from tech is, is how tech responds. Does tech come out like, like it's playing with its hair on fire and, and it's made, I, I don't expect tech to make everything, but what is the intensity level like? What is the physicality level like? Is tech mentally tough Can tech bounce back? I think, I I think tech will check all those boxes and, and, and answer all those questions, but it's almost March, and, and by that I mean it is, it is the month of March, but it's almost March Madness. Like, the ACC tournament's next week. You have to be playing your best basketball, and Tech didn't do that on Thursday night. Kenny Brooks said that. Okay, can the Hokies get back to playing their best basketball? Does this reset them a little bit? That's what I'm interested to see. How do the Hokies play going into the ACC tournament? Because that'll tell us, I think, a lot. Obviously, the, the the Greensboro bracket is still to be sorted out, and a lot of the stuff will come down to um, come down to Sunday and the games and, and how everything plays out. But you know, the Hokies could see Notre Dame again. Will they be mentally ready? The Hokies might see Duke for a third time, North Carolina for a third time. Right, a lot of teams that the Tech's already beaten before, and the occasional loss like Notre Dame, you know, are the Hokies mentally? There, did they mentally bounce back from Thursday's loss? That's what I'm most interested to see. I think Tech will win. Obviously, I think Tech is the better team. Obviously, there's a reason why the O's are number five in the country and are, are on the two line right now for an NCAA tournament bid. But how do they bounce back? How do they respond? You know, they—they—I I don't want to say they got embarrassed because that's not the proper term to describe it. But they did not play their best basketball. And do they take that personally? And, and do they respond? We'll get a good, good, uh, good understanding that I think on Sunday, and I think that'll kind of tell the story of where the Hokies are heading into the ACC tournament and then March Madness.
0: At the real D. Conner on Twitter, David Cunningham, TechSideLine. dot com, buddy. Safe trip back. Uh, let, you know, I hope you uh, get back to Blacksburg uh, for Wake Forest tomorrow night in in Castle. And uh, thanks so much for hopping in the fast lane today.
1: Appreciate it, Trey. Yeah, I will be there. I've got about a 90 minutes, I'm in West Virginia. I'll be back for men's soups against Wake Forest tomorrow.
0: So, appreciate your time, and uh, talk to you next Monday. Sounds like a plan, my friend. That was David Cunningham, techsideline.com. No Fast 5 at 5-ish today. We're running a little bit out of time. we got a packed schedule. Votes of confidence coming in this after this break with uh, Mr. Brian Nolan live from Las Vegas. This is the Fast Lane on CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg and the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.